welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we're here to teach you how to train your brain to actually think positively. We know you have big dreams, whether it's to move to the next level and hit four for four in competition, or to compete on that college team, or maybe even represent your country in the Olympics. Whatever it is, it all starts in your brain. And it's so important that you spend time training it just like you train your body. These next five episodes are going to give you very practical tips to train your brain to actually think positively so that you can get the results you're looking for. You ready? Let's get started. Hey everybody, Coach Stacy here with Coach Allie, and we are starting a new month where we are talking about actually thinking positively. So here's the thing. Most people tell us when they've tried to do mindset work before, they're like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. We're supposed to work on thoughts and positive thinking and affirmations and all of those things, but my kid can't actually think positively. And so then we're stuck. What do we do when you're like, okay, the secret is you have to think positively, but they can't do it. And so our entire month is actually about a mindset progression that we use to take the complex skill of learning how to think something new. And we break it up into little bite-sized pieces that when you put them together, create a mindset skill to move from a negative thought to a positive thought. So. This week, we are going to start out with the beginning of that mindset progression uh, and just teach the first part. So you got to come back every single week to put them all together so that they will actually make sense into the entire progression. And I really do think, and Allie, you can tell me what you think, like this is kind of that like secret ingredient in our program that you don't find or I haven't found in other mindset training or sports psych kinds of things um, in the actual training process to rewire your brain to think differently. What do you think? No, totally. Because I hear from girls all the time and they're like, uh, well, I'm trying to think positive. I'm saying positive things to myself, just like it doesn't feel good and it's not there. And so like, I feel like the frustration, like is there because they understand that concept of what thinking positive is, but they don't know how to get there because they haven't learned it because it's one of those things where a lot of people haven't learned a lot of coaches, a lot of just everyday humans. Um, it's something that we haven't learned, um, how to get there when we're struggling with that. Now, sometimes it happens naturally, right? When they're like learning a skill and they're liking it and they're in that process, they go from this, like, Ooh, I wonder if I can do this and slowly get to the, I've got this on their own. And this is basically just taking that idea and teaching them how to do it when it's not naturally happening for them. And so it's super fun and it gives them a little bit more relief in that process too, of, um, not being alone and not being able to think positive. Yeah. Makes sense. So we usually start at like the, we call this the thought ladder and we start at the bottom and we're like, what's your current thought or belief about it? But one of the things we hear so much from coaches is I ask them and they don't know. They're like, I don't know. I wasn't thinking anything. I just did it. Um, and so we wanted to actually take a step back. If you've been with us for a while, you've probably heard us talking about this, but we wanted to actually take a step back 
and do the, do the preceding step, which is figuring out what your current thought is, understanding your brain, where those thoughts come from. So we're going to start with that again this week. And we're going to review that concept before we move into the thought ladder. Cause the first step you got to have is what's your current thought. Well, if you don't know what that is, then, um, you're kind of having a hard time moving up. So we're going to start with figuring out how to get to like your current thoughts, the current things that you're thinking and why that's important. Because right now your gymnast is likely just blaming the skill, right? Like, well, it's because the back handspring is scary. It's because the release is scary. It's because this is scary or I'm afraid of this or that is a bad thing. And so then when they're blaming that skill, that's when you kind of get stuck. You're like, okay, well, if it's the skills fault, what do we do? Or they're blaming you or they're blaming, well, (laughs) this was the hard beam. I was on the hard beam or, um, I have so many kids right now. Well, I, it's a different setting on bars. The bar setting is too big for me. Or like, they're always blaming the other things, which is a natural human response. That's normal, um, for us to want to blame other things, but we need to help them learn. It's not that they need to blame their thoughts instead. It's that we need to help them learn that in order to take power back, When they're blaming something, they're the victim of that thing. And we want to help them come out of the victim and take their power back so they can actually do something about it. Right. And it's just like, they're not open to finding the thoughts when they're blaming something. And that's why that's one of those important things. So Stacey, take it away though. Tell us a story, help them wrap their heads around. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I want you to think of the the feeling, the one word emotion that comes to you when I say skydiving. So Allie, what's your emotion? Thrill. Thrilled. Yeah. Um, I often get terrified. I get a lot of no, <laughs> just <laughs> no, <laughs> that's going to be a no for me. Um, I get exhilarated, excited terrified, scared, nervous, um, absolutely panicked. Uh, mine is a little different. Mine is peaceful because I went skydiving and I did have all those other emotions first, scared, nervous, um, excited, exhilarated, all those things. But after I jumped out of that plane and I was then like floating down, it was just completely silent and I could see forever and it was a sunny day and it was beautiful. It was the most peaceful, tranquil moment I've ever experienced in my life. So when I think about skydiving, I feel peaceful. So how can I feel peaceful and Allie feel thrilled and some people feel exhilarated and other people feel scared. And in fact, how could I feel excited and, or how could I feel scared but then feel peaceful later. If skydiving was the thing that caused us to feel what we're feeling, I couldn't, right? We would all feel the exact same thing. And even I would always feel the same thing about skydiving if skydiving was causing the feeling. I often tell a story about a a lion and a zebra and the zebra sees the lion and the zebra feels fear. And I'm like, do you think the lion was like, I want to cause zebra to feel afraid? Absolutely not. Because then the lion has to chase zebra versus if zebra was like, hi, lion, I'm just nice and relaxed. I'm going to lay down here. Then lion's life is way easier. 
So lion doesn't want to cause and can't cause a feeling in zebra. Skydiving can't cause a feeling in any of us. Because if it could, we would all feel the exact same way all the time, but we don't. The reason that we don't is why, Allie? <laughs> because we are thinking something different. Yeah. Our thoughts, our opinions, our judgments, what we're making that thing mean is different. Everybody's thinking something different. And you can't force somebody to think something. I can't force Stacy to think differently about skydiving you are the only person in control of your thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, it's actually your experiences, your past experiences, but we all have different thoughts and feelings about things we've never experienced or done before. So the same thing is true, even when we've never had an experience with something like there's a lot of people who are listening to this, who have never gone skydiving yet. They still have a thought that causes them to feel something about skydiving. Um, even though they've never had an experience with it. So the, the experience doesn't cause us to feel something. It's our thoughts about the thing that causes us to feel something. So when your gymnast is feeling afraid of a skill, it's not the skill, it's her thoughts or his thoughts about the skill. And it's usually the thoughts about something bad that might happen to them while trying to complete the skill, right? So it's like, what if I fall? What if I get hurt? What if I land on my head? I did a group this last week who was like, immediately went to like, well, what if I got paralyzed? I'm like, oh, okay, we're going there. But there's having scary thoughts about it. So then they feel scared. But again, as long as it's the skill that's the problem, the event that's the problem, then they are the victim and they are powerless to do anything about it. So the first step is just them knowing and understanding that the only thing creating their feeling is their thoughts about it. So then once they know that, Allie, how do they begin to figure out what those thoughts are, especially if they've been really shut down to them in the past because they just assumed it was the skill? Yeah. So um, we have a few ways that we like to help you phrase questions and word questions to open up their mind to actually finding those thoughts because they're pretty shut down, um, partially because they actually just don't know what thoughts are going on and they're just blaming the skill, but also partially because Usually they're having thoughts that they don't like, or they don't think that they should be having, or they're embarrassed about having. And so they kind of shut themselves down from it. And so when you can get them into, we almost call it like an imagination land or more of a magical place <laughs> or outside of themselves. And they're a little bit more open to sharing these thoughts. So um, a lot of times I'm asking them, how are they feeling when they are trying that skill? And fear or excitement or whatever it is, you can do it with positive and negative emotions and just how are they feeling? And then, um, and then you ask them why, like, why are you feeling that way? And sometimes just asking that can do that quick switch. Um, but then we also like to go a little bit further when they're struggling and they're like, I don't know, it's just scary, right? We get that. I don't know a lot. Um, imagine if you did know or what if you did know? 
or if you had to guess, that's one of my favorites. If you had to guess, because then they're just guessing. It's not necessarily true. It's just a guess. No big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And then my last one that I do is if we're really still not getting anywhere is asking, um, what do you think somebody else could be thinking about this skill? Um, and that can be helpful. So it's kind of fun to start playing with those. And it's really just rewording like, what are you thinking about that into different ways that opens up their mind to be like more willing to share and more able to find those thoughts to share with you. Cause, um, it feels more less judgmental. Really. It feels less judgmental because it's not them. Yeah. I do two different things. I, um, ask them to be a scientist who's just like researching and trying to be a curious observer of um, your brain. So like, I want you to be a curious observer of your own brain and be a scientist and figure out all the crazy things that your brain says. Um, I try to help them understand that their brain has 60,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of those thoughts don't make sense. They're not them. So your brain's going to tell you lots of things. We're just trying to figure out what it is. Or then I use Allie's, um, somebody else, but I actually say, what's a skill that you love and feel really good at? Okay, now I want you to imagine someone else is really afraid of that skill. What do you think they might be thinking about that skill? And when they're in a place of confidence, they feel, I think, a lot more free to like delve into that. And then I'm like, do you think you might be thinking any of those things about the skill you're struggling with? Um, So I also want to wrap up with this. A lot of times fear doesn't always come from the thoughts about getting injured. Fear can just as easily come from the thoughts about making mistakes and it not being okay to make mistakes. It comes from being afraid of what you, the coach, is going to think of them, what other kids are going to think of them. It's being afraid of how they're going to talk to themselves and treat themselves if they mess up. It comes from fear of um, thinking that if they don't get this, then they're not going to be able to get like long dreams that they want. So like, if I don't get this, I'm not going to get that college scholarship. Or sometimes it's fear of once I do get this, then I'm going to have to do the thing. So it's like a lot of times they're like afraid of their back handspring on the low beam, but they're not actually afraid of the back handspring. They're afraid of having to do back walk over back handspring on the high beam. And so they know that once they get the back handspring on the low beam, they're going to have to get it up to the high beam and then they'll have to start the, and they're already afraid of that next step. And so they're, they don't want to have to move on. Now, again, most of this is subconscious. They're not like plotting against you as the coach, (laughs) like trying to like, they don't realize this, which is why when you ask them, what were they thinking? They don't know. 95% of our day is being run run by our subconscious brain. They aren't aware of it. So what we're trying to do is bring it all to the surface. So one of our favorite activities is a thought download. And we just, uh, Allie calls it a word vomit, a word vomit. (laughs) And it's just getting all the thoughts out of their head down onto paper. And again, we're like, you're being a scientist, a curious observer. We're just like trying to figure out all the things, all the crazy things brain says, and we're just going to write them all down and get them all out. 
And then when we can actually get to some of those thoughts that are actually causing the fear or the frustration or the nervousness um, that's getting in their way, then we can take that thought and we're going to put it into the process we're going to teach you the rest of the month. So step one, finding the thoughts. It's not the skill. It's not the event. It's not you, the coach. It's not the parent. It's causing them to feel the feeling that they're feeling, which right now is usually like fear, frustration, um, those kinds of things. It's their thought about it. So we want to find the thought um, so that then we can actually rewire that thought, which we'll talk a lot about the rest of the week, month. So <laughs> see you next week. And we will keep working on how to help your gymnast actually think positively instead of just saying a positive thought and not actually believing it. So see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. Maybe it's happened to you where you know you can do the skill that you're struggling with, but you're in doubt or holding back. Or you do amazing routines in practice, but your nerves get the best of you in competition. We would love to help you get the results you are dreaming of. Moving to the next level, hitting 444 and standing on top of the podium, or maybe even making that college or national team. Our gold membership program and deep dive private coaching sessions are based on proven behavioral science that works. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching sessions that fit between practice and the rest of life. And our results speak for themselves. Check out our gold membership or private coaching options. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.